Welcome to Apaga University. I'm Inga. And I'm Julie. We are two entrepreneurs who have built an in-home care business from the ground up, guided every step of the way by God's care and fueled by agape love. 16 years later and over 100 podcast episodes already under our belts, we invite you to continue on this journey with us as we share stories that resonate, insights that inspire, and practical guidance that empowers you to face any obstacle along this path. Whether you're a professional caregiver, a family member, or are simply curious about what your steps will be when you need them, you have come to the right place. Oh, hey, and while you're here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And after that, make sure you send this to a friend. Yes, do it. All right, we'll quit fooling around and get to it. Let's go. Class is in session. Hello, Sunshines, and hello, Julie. How are you? I am really good. Uh, I'm good today. That's awesome. What's the latest and the greatest? Latest and the greatest. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I had a, a, a sockastrophe this morning. Ooh, those are the worst. Oh, my goodness. I don't even get it. I don't understand <laughs> socks. I bought this new pack of socks from Costco, mm. and there was four colors, and this morning I could only find one of each of those four colors. Oh, that's the best way to do it, though mismatched socks no not a fan that's the that's where you draw the line on chaos <laughs> mismatched socks okay all right. well I was very worried that they would show up in the podcast today <laughs> I had to have match socks because we were recording our podcast that's really funny I think I may have purposely unmatched my socks that would make my life a lot easier I'm gonna have to contemplate this isn't it really weird though because normally I'm like the very black and white yes. and no yeah. fun at all <laughs> if we're to be honest <laughs> then yeah I guess socks mismatched socks that's where it goes wild well, for me the problem is is that they're, they're the thicker ones mm -hmm. and so they are gonna show bigger than normal socks no no I don't okay. think so all right. Well, anywho, <laughs> moving on. Um, talk, talk about the Women's Expo. Wasn't that the coolest women's thing? Women's Expo was so great. So this was the um, a couple weekends ago. We mm -hmm. spent three wonderful days in Great Falls yeah. at the Women's Expo. And it was just a big conglomeration of all these different people, um, groups, businesses that came together and, and showcased their wares. And mm -hmm. what we were trying to do was just introduce ourselves to a, the new community of, of uh, the to us, new to us, right. um, Great Falls, and, and telling people how in incredibly awesome Ipaga Home Care is and that they should join our family. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I loved it. I loved having our Helena girls with us and our Missoula girls with us. And it was really neat because like you said, there are so many different um, booths there mm -hmm. with different things, whether somebody was selling something or it was an educational booth or whatever, mm -hmm. but it was, it was very inspiring for me. I just, uh, yeah, lots and lots of ideas came and actually, um, I would say the source of information for this podcast today came from one of the booths there. And we'll get in, into that a little bit more um, later. But anyway, it was a great experience. So I, I'm i happy that we went to Great Falls and went to the Women's Expo. Yeah, we took our took our other uh, Ipaga families with us. Mm -hmm. um, it was, so it was a girls weekend and it was just <laughs> awesome. Got to go to the mermaid the mermaid bar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was an accident, everyone. <laughs> I swear it was an accident. We typed in steakhouse and that's where we We're ended looking up. looking for a steak and we ended up with a mermaid. <laughs> and applications to be mermaids. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, 
I just never know what's going to happen. Oh, it was a good time. <laughs> yes. Good time. All right. Well, moving into the verse of the week, this one actually was submitted by Ed Van Scoten Sr. And this is a friend of yours, Julie. Yes. A church friend. Yes. He's actually a fellow deacon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good man. Yes. I know that um, I have heard you speak about him mm-hmm. and you always have such uh, kind things to say. So um, Ed submitted to us John sixteen thirty three. I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And I had actually asked him um, what the reasoning for that, you know, what, why did that verse come to his mind mm-hmm. when I asked him for one of his favorite verses? And he just said, um, at this time when our country is so divided and anxious about uh, COVID and government mandates, um, and it just seems that this fits. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to be okay because actually God is in control. Um, and it's always a good reminder that um, God has overcome the world. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it, fear not. Yep. Because God has a plan. Yep. And he's put wonderful people like Ed in the world <laughs> to help us oh. remind that be reminded of that. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's interesting how these verses over time, they all just connect on some level. It makes me think of, you know, grandma jeans, essentially give it to God. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much, Ed. And if any of our listeners out there would like to submit a verse to us, we ask you to please email those to the caregiven podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's the caregiven podcast at gmail.com. Share your verses so that we can share them with the rest of the world. Yes, yes, indeed. Uplifting stories. So we've changed our strategy a little bit. Um, it was fun to have the same one, but we're trying to not <laughs> do that because we want more and more and more good, good and fun stories um, in the world. So yes. we know they're different today. Yes. Hit it. Okay. <laughs> so actually mine is just funny. Funny stuff. I have some one-liners. Nice. And you, so just just know these are the funniest one-liners <laughs> ever. Okay. Everybody so, laugh. Laugh. No matter what. Ready? Just laugh. Yes. How do you prevent a summer cold? I do not know. Catch it in the winter. <laughs> Good one. Okay. Here's another one. Uh, did you hear about the new restaurant named Karma? I did not. You get what you deserve. Oh, <laughs> I don't know where Alyssa is. She's making some cringy faces. Keep them coming though. Okay, I got like a couple dad more. jokes. Yes, I recently <laughs> decided to sell my vacuum cleaner as all it was doing was gathering dust. <laughs> Julie. <laughs> don't Alyssa's trying not to laugh. I know, I know. She's, yeah. Uh, don't you hate it when someone answers their own questions? I do. <laughs> and then last but not least, because I could go all day long. Um, As I watched the dog chasing his tail, I thought, dogs are easily amused. Then I realized I was watching the dog chase his tail. (laughs) Boom, boom. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my humor for the day. Nice. I love it. (laughs) Well, mine, um, it's so fitting and it just landed perfectly. And I'll be honest. So I've alluded in previous episodes, I think, that I'm... I'm generally pretty happy with what shows up on my Instagram feed or my TikTok feed, you know, because it usually has to do with positivity. And, and I'll be honest, this video came up on my feed and there was a, there was a minute inside of me that I was like, oh no, 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 no. And then I watched it all the way through (laughs) and I was so, so pleasantly surprised. 
Here it is. It's from the Kindness Project OC on Instagram. And it's a, it's a video of a young man. Um, turns out his name is Jackson. Jackson is dressed up for Halloween and he's, he's dressed up as a vampire. He does have a cape and it turns out he is a little bit of a hero. Mm -hmm. um, Jackson walks up to the candy dish at this particular home and looks in the candy dish and realizes there's no candy in it. And so he looks back at his mom and, and says there's no candy. And, um, and at that point, I'm like, oh, please don't have a fit. Please don't have a fit. <laughs> and this little boy reaches into his own bag of candy and puts a handful back in the bowl no. because he wants to make sure that there's candy for the next kiddo that comes up to that oh, house. So uh, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Good job, Jackson. You are a hero. Yes. Super, no. super duper hero. Yeah. Oh, yep. that's anyway. adorable. Yeah. I love so, that. Thanks for the one-liners. Thanks for the laughs. That's great. We're going to get into a serious topic. Um, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Right. And as we were kind of talking about being inspired at the Women's Expo, um, I'd, I'd like to hold up a picture of what has inspired us to for today's episode. Yeah. Um, this is... This is the magazine, I guess, maybe you could call it that, mm -hmm. um, that we're going to be referencing. I think you and I know that we are not experts on breast cancer, yeah. um, but we also understand that it's a very serious topic, and the more people can do to get information out into the world, the better off we all are. So, Yeah, I just don't think that there is one person in this world that at some point somehow hasn't been impacted by this. I mean, we were just talking this morning that yeah. we have uh, had three different caregivers mm -hmm. in the 14 years we've been open yep. that have had to battle care, uh, cancer, breast yes. cancer. Yep. And it was just shocking um, to watch them go through that. Um, and not shocking in a bad way, because I know their, their stuff that emotionally and all mm -hmm. that that they had to deal with was um, really hard. But as an outsider watching them, I was just amazed at their strength mm -hmm. and they continued to work yep and um their grace through it all it uh, these women are superheroes speaking of superheroes i really feel that they're superheroes that they were able to still care for others when they probably needed the care themselves yeah. but they just kept going and and came back as stronger than ever oh yeah i i i hear that and i um echo those sentiments these these women have just been uh, really inspirational in the way that they've handled it. Mm -hmm. And something that we'll talk about a little bit later when we get into this is how how important your mental attitude is in a situation like this. And it's hard. Right. It's really, really hard. But keeping that optimism and the positivity to the best of your ability um, is it really, it, it helps in that recovery effort. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I am. Um I just know that one of our caregivers was actually going through it when everybody was pretty much shut down. So I can't remember <laughs> how many books she said she read during that time. A lot. Oh, it was uh, so many. <laughs> but um, she's she's back with us and, and just going great gangbusters. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, anyway, real quickly, um, this booklet was published by the Breast Cancer Awareness in Great Falls, and we will have on our show notes um, their contact information. So if anyone out there wants to find out more information or reach out to them, it will be available to you. Um, it's a great resource. Obviously, we felt that way when yep. we read through it and thought there are a lot of super important things that we can share with you. And again, we're not the experts, so we're going to rely on this and just share the information with you. Oh, yeah. There's just so many different things about it. Uh, the first thing is actually um, 
The symbol mm-hmm. of any cancer is a ribbon, and each color designates a different type of cancer. But so the pink ribbon mm-hmm. is uh, for breast cancer, and I didn't know this, but Evelyn Lauder of the Estee Lauder Company mm. um, is the one that introduced the pink ribbon as the official symbol for breast cancer awareness um, in the U- U.S. during National Breast Cancer Awareness Month in 1992. Wow. The pink. Uh, color capitalizes on femininity and assumptions about women's emotionality, beauty, temperance, and nurturance. By association, the pink ribbon constructed breast cancer as non-threatening, blameless, and even virtuous. The pink ribbon set the stage for the strategic use of symbolism and mass media to influence public opinion about breast cancer. I don't think there's a person out there that doesn't know what the pink pink ribbon means. That's what I was going to say, because like you said, um, every cancer has a color a ribbon color but I think the pink is is just so well known I'm not I don't know that there's many people out there that don't know that the pink ribbon symbolizes breast cancer so that's huge yeah it, it really is um so we wanted to talk about knowing some facts about breast cancer right right and uh I don't know if you out there are aware but every two minutes one woman is newly diagnosed with breast cancer in the United States Every two minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. That's staggering. It's and every scary. every 13 minutes, a woman will lose her battle against breast cancer in the United States. But in 1980, the five-year survival rate with early-stage breast cancer was only 74%, and now it's 98%. So that early stage, um, if you can catch things at an early stage, it's just so critical to your survival. Yep. They say that the the earlier breast cancer is found, the easier it is to treat and receive a better prognosis. Mm-hmm. Mammograms, x-rays of the breast can detect tumors before they are large enough to feel. Mm-hmm. The American Cancer Society recommends yearly mammograms beginning at age 40 for women at average risk. Um, I know that there's a little bit of controversy on that mm-hmm. about how often you should have it. You know, it all depends on your family genetics um, and whatever your your doctor thinks sure. and and go from there. But at least to use it as kind of a, a starting point. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, I'm, I need to get in for that. No, I'm, I mean, I'm, I know I'm only 29, but <laughs> I should probably think about getting that scheduled. Oh, gosh, I'm past due as well, mm-hmm. which isn't a surprise. <laughs> but the one thing that I do find is that really, truly, um, after you've had the, the exam, it's like, well, that really wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really kind of more so just the the anticipation right. of getting it done. And when you're in there and you're getting into your smock and all of that, you're, <laughs> you just have to stop and realize that um, this isn't going to be the first booby they've ever seen, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> this is kind of I see this booby every day. I, every single day there's a, <laughs> a couple of boobs sitting here talking to each other. <laughs> Oh, goodness sakes. But honestly, <laughs> once you get past that and 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 know that this is really for the per, the technician that's doing the procedure, this is their job. Oh, yeah. And and it's really not that bad. Um, and, and you will survive. You may have a few minutes of, of being kind of um, uncomfortable, yeah. but it's also, you know, a few minutes of that versus, you know, your whole life being ups- turned upside down. Right. And I think that there's a lot of anxiety that goes along with any type of a doctor's appointment Ugh. or exam or right. test or anything like that. But yeah. um, there, there's, yeah, you just got to get in there and do it and fight through it. And 
I always find that when things get uncomfortable, if you can just, you know, add some humor into that, maybe <laughs> go back and reference one of Julie's one-liners. I have some one-liners <laughs> for you. You know, you'll, you can, you can get through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So are we going to pinky promise that after this show, we're both going to go up and make our appointments? Let's do it. Okay. I didn't think you'd okay. really take me up on it. I know. It. I can't reach. Fair oh, enough. that was probably pretty ugly. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. A little right. bit of grunting and groaning. Yep. <sighs> well, okay. So one of the things that is super important to um, recovery is keeping that positive mental attitude. Yeah. And that can be really difficult to do, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they do say the best way to predict your future is to create it. And I think that... When someone goes through this type of a, an illness, um, surrounding yourself with positive people and forcing yourself to try to see the bright side of things is going to be so important to your overall state of mind and your ability um, to try to fight through it. Yeah, they're talking about the mind-body connection like you were, mm -hmm. and just says that it's a well-known fact in the healthcare arena that the mind influences body's reaction to illness and its resilience is based on healthy coping strategies and one's ability to fight off stress, thus building the body's immunity system against disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I believe in that, and, and not just in this topic, but everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, how many times um, is one of us having maybe an off day or something, and then... <laughs> The other one of us makes a really off-color joke, and then all of a sudden you're laughing, and it just turns things around. You did that to me just this morning. <laughs> I was just shocked and appalled. <laughs> I come walking in, and she looks at me. She goes, are you cranky? And I go, yes. And she goes, well, are you going to get over it? <laughs> yeah. not, not one ounce of sympathy. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to ask what was wrong. She <laughs> said, get it together, lady. Jesus. This look, it must have been the look. I don't know. Or the stomping of the foot or the slamming of the door. I don't know what the indicator was that I was cranky, but I, I did. I went and got myself a Tootsie Pop and felt all kinds of better. <laughs> yep, it happens. That was, that's, that's advice from Grandma Jean. You get it together. You pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Nobody, nobody cares about no, whatever it nobody is. Nobody cared that I almost had a flat tire on the way. Thanks for asking. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. Okay. But you got it resolved, kind oh, of. Kind of. Okay. Anyway, Monday, moving 7 on. 7.15 a.m. Yeah. So breast cancer is actually the com most commonly um, diagnosed cancer in women, and it's the second most likely after lung cancer oh. to take the life. Oh. Yeah. Huh. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not. Yeah. So it's staggering. The numbers are staggering. So it is really important to get in there. Get your mammogram. Get your head on straight. Surround yourself with people that are going to kick you in the butt if you uh, if you can't do that on your own. Right, right. No, no. Get your village together. Yep. And and really see how you can work together. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are seven factors that they say could affect your risk for breast cancer, and uh, the first one is weight gain. Mm -hmm. And uh, the American Cancer Society said he found that women who gained twenty to thirty pounds after age eighteen were forty percent more likely to develop breast cancer after menopause than women who gained no more than five pounds. Mm. So that tissue, uh, fat tissue converts precursors in the body into estrogen, keeping the hormone in circulation even when ovarian production stops at menopause. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. 
Well, that leads us right into activity level. And um, basically, people can reduce their risk of getting breast cancer by 20 to 30% if they get three to four hours of weekly exercise from moderately intense, that would be like brisk walking, maybe yoga, um, to vigorous, which would be more like jogging or cross-country skiing, aerobic dance. Um, So if you do that, do those things three to four times or three to four hours a week, you can help reduce your um, risk of getting breast cancer by 20 to 30%. So I always wondered if my farm mama fitness equates to any kind of exercise at all. I feel like it has to, to. it has to, but being in the office, Mm -hmm. you know, from eight to five every day and then going home and, and doing cows and all that, you know, you just, I just assume I'm getting my exercise that I need. Well, you're moving nonstop and that's, um, I mean, it has to count for something. Well, I always think about it thinking, should I now take a walk? (laughs) <laughs> but then it's dark because winter is coming. And, oh, winter. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Man. So alcohol. Women who consume even a few drinks per week have an increased risk for breast cancer. It's not known exactly why. Alcohol can raise estrogen levels, an important player in the development of breast cancer. It can interact with carcinogens or inhibit the body's capacity to de- detoxify them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, got to watch the intake of that. Yep. Vitamin D, um, there is mounting evidence that vitamin D helps to protect against several types of cancer, including breast cancer. Um, For example, one study found that women who got plenty of vitamin D early in life had a lower risk for breast cancer. Another investigation um, linked high blood levels of vitamin D with a 50% reduction in risk for breast cancer. I've been hearing more and more about vitamin D. Well, and we get um, a little bit here in the valley in the fall and winter time, we don't get as much natural sunlight to get that natural vitamin D. So um, sometimes taking a supplement is really important. Yeah, I've started to, Mm -hmm. you know, just for all of the cooties that have been going around, Mm -hmm. um, zinc and vitamin D. That seems to be a good good helper. We'll see. And you'll have to report a good attitude. Yep. Zinc, vitamin D, and a nice swift kick in the rump. That's why I have Inga around. (laughs) Right into a good attitude. (laughs) Um, Okay, so there are medical risks that can pose as risk factors. Um, Lifetime exposure to estrogen is a risk risk factor for breast cancer. Um, So, I mean, that could be because of an oral contraceptive or post-menopausal hormone therapy. Um, The Women's Health Initiative trial showed that long-term use of combined hormone therapy Therapy, estrogen, and progestin slightly increases breast cancer risk, although the level of risk drops back to normal five years after stopping the hormones. Mm. Estrogen therapy alone does not seem to increase the risk. Interesting to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Breast density Mm. is... um, Breasts are regarded as dense if they have less fat and more connective and glandular tissue. Uh, this, these features are more common in younger women's breasts, but they are also found in many older women, especially those taking the combined hormone therapy. Hmm. So interesting. Once again, there's no cookie cutter here. Nope, not at all. There's no rhyme. There's no reason. Um, <clears throat> I do know that like within the family, because they always ask you your family, you know, what hap- has history. happened, history, all yeah. that. Um, great grandma Bailey had breast cancer. And I was a really little girl when we would go and visit her. And the one thing I do remember about her is, and this is back in the day, because I'm 29 as well. <laughs> yes. Um, but way, way back when, you know, they they just took it off. Mm. And she, w- she was a, a rather robust gal. Mm-hmm. And so she was quite lopsided. Oh. Yep. 
Yep. So they just surgeried it they off. They just took it off, and that's how they dealt with it back then. Right. But that really had, I don't know how old she was when all that came about. But, um, and did that, did that fix the problem? I mean, what, did she recover from it? I, I, I think for some time she right. did. And I don't know, and I don't remember why she actually, you know, her diagnosis of actual sure. death was or w- what age. But I just re- remember being a little kid mm-hmm. and, and seeing grandma and just remembering that one thing about her. Sure. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot different now. You know, they, they don't let, don't do that. They, they've tried to pe- make the person more whole mm-hmm. nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. advances yeah in medicine you bet so back to the mammogram yeah speaking of yeah turns out there are actually a couple different um types right mm-hmm. so there is the digital mammogram and this is it's different from a conventional mammogram because the image is stored electronically on a computer instead of on a film um, this improved technology allows the radiologist to manipulate the images of your breast so that he can explore suspicious areas more closely. Also, images can be sent electronically to another radiologist for consultation. That's that's good. Um, the 3D mammogram is an advanced type of mammogram offering clearer images of the breast tissue. This has been shown to improve be- breast cancer detection rates and decreases need for additional images and or biopsies in some women. Hmm. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's ultrasound. And so the ultrasound or sonogram uses sound waves to make an image of the breast on the computer screen. Mm-hmm. A special transmitting gel will be applied, and the technician will then move a probe over the surface to get the desired views. No discomfort is involved, except the gel is kind of cold. Oh, yeah, that's not fun. No. There's a cute little quote on here that says, She stood in the storm, and when the wind did not blow her way, she adjusted her sails. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about biopsies. I don't really yeah. want to talk about that, do you? Yeah, there's just a lot of different <coughs> ways that you can be biopsied, so. Yeah, yeah, and um, a lot of ways now that they're doing things non-invasive versus invasive, mm-hmm. um, and then they talk about um surgery and mastectomies Mm -hmm. there's just so much information out there you guys everybody can just google it talk to your doctor there's just it's it's amazing Mm -hmm. it's amazing yeah Um, so then there are the stages and the grades of breast cancer yep and I've always heard you know it's stage three breast cancer it's stage one it's you know so this actually talks through what that all means yeah and this is gonna be good because I've always had to stop and say what does that mean right what, what, mm-hmm. where are we with this disease and can yep. we get on top of it? Yep, absolutely. So the stage is going to be based on the following factors. That's the size of the tumor within the breast, the number, number of lymph nodes affected, um, and signs indicating whether or not the breast cancer has invaded other organs within the body. Okay. Okay. So your stage one breast cancer in stage one, the tumor measures up to two centimeters and no lymph nodes are involved, or there's only microscopic disease in the nodes. Your stage two, which is considered invasive breast cancer, um, the tumor measures between two to five centimeters and or the cancer has spread to the lymph nodes under the arm or on the same side as the breast cancer. Stage three, this is called locally advanced. Um, The tumor is in the breast is more than five centimeters in diameter across and the cancer is extensive in the um, underarm lymph nodes or has spread to the lymph nodes or tissue near the breast. Stage four, this is what they call metastatic breast cancer. Um, The cancer has spread beyond the breast, underarm, and internal mammary 
lymph nodes, and other parts of the body near to or distant from the breast, including bone, brain, liver, and lungs. Um, so those are your stages. Um, there's also recurrent breast cancer. Um, this is where the disease has returned in spite of the initial treatment. Yeah. Anything? Oh, a grade. You want to go through grades? Yeah. So the grade is a score that tells you how different the cancer cells appearance and growth patterns are from those of normal healthy breast cells. Uh, your pathology report will re-rate the cancer on a scale from one to three. So a grade one or low grade uh, cancer looks a little bit different from normal cells and they grow in a slow, well-organized pattern. Mm. Not that many cells are divided or making new cancer cells. When you jump up to grade two or intermediate moderate grade, these cells do not do not look like normal cells and are growing and dividing, dividing a little faster than normal. Mm. When you get to the grade three or the high grade, um, the cells are looking very different from normal cells. They grow quickly in disorganized, irregular patterns and with many dividing to make new cancer cells. Having a low-grade cancer is an encouraging sign, but keep in mind that higher-grade cancers may be more vulnerable than low-grade cancers to treatment, such as chemotherapy and radiation therapy, which work by uh, targeting fast-dividing cells. Mm. So honestly, I think the thing that I'm learning the most from this today mm -hmm. is if you get this diagnosis, just breathe. Mm -hmm. Just breathe. You need to be able to stop educate yourself. And it doesn't sound like, once again, that cookie cutter, we talked about that. But even with these stages and grades, mm -hmm. just because you have a high number or a high grade doesn't mean that they still can't get on top of it. Absolutely. And and, and get you the care and, and the treatments that you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I just love this. This is another one of those little sayings, never be ashamed of a scar. It simply means you are stronger than whatever tried to hurt you. That's, I love that so yeah. much. Yeah, so yeah. very good. So true. Yeah. Okay, well, now on to the thing that <sighs> it's not my favorite thing. It's, it's the healthy diet. Oh, no. It hurts. We yeah. were talking about lunch before yeah. we started this. Um, it's going to be salad <laughs> of some sort. We're trying. Yeah, we are. We're yeah. trying to be good. Patients can reduce their cancer risk by taking preventative measures um, and following general dietary guidelines for cancer prevention. And some of those include um, eating a variety of healthful foods with an emphasis on plant sources of protein. Um, that also choosing five or more servings of fruits and, fruits and veggies, especially the yellow and dark green leafy sources, Julie's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, choosing whole grains and other high fiber foods. Limiting red meat and whole egg consumption. That one hurts a lot. You know, you're talking to a rancher here. I know, I know. And then beef, and it's what's for dinner. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. And my mother actually went to a, a, a new doctor just oh recently. And he was talking to her about limiting her protein intake and oh that boy. maybe she better be talking about some plant-based. And oh. she just was like, whoa. <laughs> Time out, sir. <laughs> Cheryl is not having is any of it. That's where the yeah. conversation ended. Yeah. She's like, you don't, you don't talk to a rancher that way. Right. <laughs> well, at least it says limit, not yeah. eliminate. Yes. Right, right, right. That's good. Oh. Um, you also want to decrease your intake of unhealthy and saturated fat, um, trans fat, replace those things with mono, mono unsaturated fats, which would be like olive and nuts, um, and also polyunsaturated fats. That would be like what you find in fish, corn, soy. Things 
that aren't as fun as the <laughs> regular fat things. No. <laughs> um, what else do they say here? Oh, omega-3 fatty acids. You hear that a lot. And that's going to be like your fishes, salmon, mackerel. Those things can help to reduce cancer risk. Um, they also say that baking or broiling foods and choosing low-fat milk and dairy products is a helpful way. Again, being active, exercising. This one says at least five times a week for 30 minutes or more. But I think um, as much as you can do, every little bit helps. Yep. Yep. Try to maintain a healthy weight throughout your life. Um, balance your calorie intake with physical activity. And also, again, the alcohol thing. It's for men limiting to, you know, two drinks or for women more like one. One right. alcoholic drink, if you can limit to that, that's going to help you out a lot. Right. That's um, the, the... They also say, like, things about your diet if you are going through cancer treatment. Um, because I think I've heard and that sometimes it really offsets or upsets your um, your food intake. Mm -hmm. Like, your body's really mad about it and really angry. So they say that you can try small, frequent meals instead of doing, like, two or three large meals. Just eat smaller ones more frequently. Um, you can keep ready-to-serve or easy-to-prepare foods available so that you can, you know, so they're ready for you. If you have the feeling, like, I want to eat right now, something is there and you can grab it. Um, that would be things like pudding, peanut butter, tuna, cereal bars, trail mix, cheese and crackers, eggs, those types of things. Um, the other thing, and this is huge, and it's not just for breast cancer, let your friends and family help you with meal preparation. Yep. What do I love giving people food, feeding, that is like my favorite thing to do. So if you're sick and I ask to bring you food, I really hope that you're going to say yes. <laughs> so let your family and your friends help you with that. Yeah. Um, keep it simple. You know, try to have frozen foods on hand. Keep your li liquid supplements in the refrigerator so that they're right there and ready to drink. Um, basically if you have lost weight or you're trying to prevent further weight loss, you can uh, increase your calorie content by using milk instead of water for like soups and cooked cereals by adding butter, salad dressing, and oils to your vegetables, um, or adding extra protein to your soups by slicing cooked egg white into the soup. Um, one thing that they also say is if that meal preparation or food preparation is making you feel nauseated, stay out of the kitchen or try to stay away from the smell as the food is being prepared. Um, because you don't want to get, you know, get a, a smell of it as it's being prepared. And then all of a sudden you have a stomach ache or you're feeling nauseated and then you don't want to eat. Um, so just little things. And let's see, taking small small portions on your plate and going back for second helpings. And then they do say that pain medication should be taken approximately a half an hour before your mealtime to minimize the interference with your food intake. So, yeah. So all of those uh, words of wisdom actually apply to everything. Like they you really said, do. Uh, anything that you're going through, just, you know, ask for help mm -hmm. and just keep eating though. It's very mm -hmm. important that you keep those yeah. calories going and, uh, that you keep up your strength. If you find something that you like and that doesn't upset your stomach, just remember that and have it on hand for you in the times that you are feeling like you want to have a meal. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Ooh, I think that kind of wraps it up again. I just want to say, um, oops. I just want to say that this booklet was published by the breast cancer awareness in great falls, Montana. And again, we'll have that, um, their contact information on our show notes so that if anyone wants to reach out to them, it's been a tremendous resource for us. We're so happy that we 
actually ran into a nice lady at the women's expo and got to talking about this. And it just seemed like a really appropriate time to bring up this topic being that October is breast cancer awareness. Month. Oh, oh yeah. This is a, a beautiful handout. It's mm-hmm. full color. It's glossy. It's, it, it, catches your eye and it's full of incredible information. Mm -hmm. So they did an incredible job on that. Yeah, they really did. Well, I guess it's time to move into our grandma sayings. And you had one from Irma Bombeck. Yes, Irma (laughs) Bombeck. She said, a grandmother pretends she doesn't know who you are on Halloween. Truth. And it's so funny that I picked that and you were talking about your, your good, your good news story was about Halloween too. Yes, that's awesome. Good job, Irma Bombeck. Yeah, wasn't that pretty cute? (laughs) That is very cute. I guess that's it. I guess it's time to uh, wrap it up for the day. And we do ask you to subscribe. You can Mm -hmm. do that on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. You can go and watch us on YouTube, leave us a review, share us with a friend. Um, You can also check out our fun videos on TikTok and also Instagram and um, yeah, go look us up, find us on Facebook, join our Karen Share, Epaga Karen Share group and join the discussion with us. And just like Inga and I, Pinky promised, we expect you all to go and get your mammogram scheduled as well. Yes, I know there are a lot of you out there that are still only 29, but it's now or never, ladies. Yep, get yep. out there and get it done. It's it's for, it's for the best. It <laughs> yes. really is. It's I'm not looking forward to it. But I'm not either. You guys are all my witness that Inga and I are going to go do that. Yes, we'll we'll report back to you as soon as we get that done. You bet. <laughs> Peace out, Girl Scouts. Have a good day. The caregiven name is a registered trademark of the Veritrust Health Incorporated Company. Epaga is not connected to, affiliated with, or endorsed by Veritrust or any of its affiliates. 